0: Okay, so I'm going to make the intro to this kind of short and sweet, unless yep. you have anything, like, immediate to say. Just, like,
1: basically how it happened and
0: what oh, yeah. it is. So, first off, I mean, you heard us talk about this in the last episode, if you listened, but recently the band End Rain released an album called The Way of All Flesh is Decay, and it is... Mike Score from All Out War, Dom from Integrity, who we're going to be speaking with here shortly, and uh, is it Art from Bloodlet, Sebastian from Exhumed? Can't remember the drummer's name off but the top of my Destroyer head. But he's from Pig Destroyer and Misery dude. Index. Yeah, Pig Destroyer and Misery Index. So it's kind of like a little metal supergroup, but it's definitely vocally and like lyrically, it is. Very similar to All Out War, which I don't say that is a bad thing. I mean, that is a endearing, really great thing because we fucking love All Out War. And musically, it's got like its own spin on it. I mean, it's Definitely. very like the solos are really sweet. I love the different melodies and riffs that come about throughout the whole album. Uh, The artwork, I think, is really cool. I think it fits the sound of the record very well. And they just recently released it this last Friday, which would have been the 14th, I believe. Yep. They put it out via Relapse Records. So if you're local, I'll have them in the store here soon and if you're anybody who has a store near you go check out your local record store and pick it up there if you're able to or order it from relapse if you are unable to even if you don't have the means to buy it definitely go check it out and stream it because it is a fucking awesome record
1: i will attach uh, the record as a playlist to the episode when it gets released so check that out this came up real quick this episode we had like I don't know, twenty minutes to prepare, which really was only about ten seconds.
0: So <laughs> that, I was driving for yeah. nineteen of those minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so um enjoy. Yeah, we're gonna play a track off the album. Uh this is track two called Chaos Marked as Order, and then we'll uh jump into the conversation with Dom and get into that. <laughs>
2: Struck in Consume the jaws. of and Bring the bitter of in the of
1: So you're, you're the mastermind, and the mastermind, we believe, you are Dom.
3: That's me. That's you. How's it going?
1: Good, man. Good. Um, I was just kind of fucking with you earlier. Like, I was grocery shopping at, like, our... Yeah? <laughs> it was, like, a half a grocery shopping trip. I just go to, like, this little one. So I was jamming it your record, and then I was just, like, hitting you up to try to, like, fuck with you, not really in all seriousness. And then I'm, like, call Ryan, and I'm, like... You want to do this right now? you Because know, I just happened not to go to work today. So it's very random. Oh, wow. Okay.
3: So Yeah, I'm sorry. Cool. I'm not really good at corresponding sometimes. And like, this is more action I've seen on my social media in a long time. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, right. you my kids or my cats, you know what I mean? Like one person will reply. So like, I'm just like, ah, it's sensory overload for me. So I'm sorry it took a minute to, to get this organized. But no, no, good. it's not a
0: big yeah. deal. We do we do the podcast in the back of my record store, so it uh I don't know, it's not like I was doing a whole lot anyway. <laughs> yeah, like Mondays
3: pretty we're, close.
0: we're in Alpina in northeastern Michigan.
3: Oh, cool. I lied about playing a show in Alpina once in nineteen ninety seven or ninety eight to get over the border. We tried to uh say we're taking a shortcut in Michigan. Yeah. We were playing Alpina <laughs> and they were like you're not going to Alpena. They thought like, we made it up. They didn't let us in. <laughs> I oh, still
0: Weird. That is ironic. Yeah, I think they were probably,
3: supposed to a, yeah, a long they, time ago, though.
0: They probably called your bluff, and they're like, fucking shows don't happen in Alpena. Yeah, right.
3: You had to really bluff it back then, man. You oh, like, someone's, yeah. like, living in Syracuse, and they were like, we need to see a recording contract showing that you're not making any money. We know you're making a bunch of money. We just talked to the promoter, and it was like Ryan... Ryan Canavan, the guy that does hanging like a Hex and Hex Records. Yeah, yeah. literally playing in the food's living room, you know? And they're just like, nope, you can't come in, sorry. Back in, I have like a, a list a mile long of all the times we got booted trying to come over, and then I moved moved over here, and then problem was solved, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Where are you located at? I live in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, okay. Just a little north in the suburbs, in the suburbs called Parkville. Still part of Baltimore. Um, I'm from Toronto originally. Okay, moved here in the early 2000s. That's what's up. For some reason, I always
0: thought yeah. you were located in Detroit just because of your uh, your label, like putting
3: all the Cold as Life stuff out and whatnot. Yeah.
0: No, I just I wanted to create the illusion that those
3: guys were posting things, which is you know kind of funny if you think about it, those dudes posting things. Yeah. But I, <laughs> it's uh <laughs> illusion to go a long way, I guess, you know? Yeah. No, I was so happy. was getting good at the IG, so. I was happy to see those
0: records get re-released because even the CDs were hard to find for quite a while.
3: Yeah, I mean, it was was a dream come true for me. I've always wanted to do it and didn't think it would be possible. And then one day it was. I actually just got the, uh, they just okayed the layout for Declination. So that's going to go to, it's at press right now. Hopefully it'll be out in time. But uh, it's completely remixed and remastered. We got the original tapes. We fixed the drums so the drums don't sound like in anger anymore. Yep. (laughs) Uh, i knew exactly what uh, you're gonna say it's still the same but uh it just sounds way heavier taylor young remixed it so it sounds like really that's gonna be the sister album to born okay yeah people will be excited i think i think i can't wait to compare it
1: to the cd now like i love fucking hearing mixes over other ones to be like they fucking ruined this shit you know hardcore never gets
3: ruined when they mix it it sounds like way better now yeah, you know, it's got to be, it's like, uh, I hate when get, stuff gets tinkered with, but there's a few exceptions. Like, those uh re recordings they just did, the Cavalier brothers did, for the first two sepulchre records, are amazing. I've listened to them, like, all week, you know, it's been like...
0: Yeah, I just seen... So
3: you get and you win it and win it, but yeah, it's yeah. a gamble.
0: I just seen somebody post those, like, literally the last time I opened my phone, so it's funny that you say that. Yeah, yeah well, it's the, sub, yeah, you know,
1: the all were... ones.
0: Yep. So end rain, that's mainly here what we're here to talk about, not all the cold as life stuff is as exciting as all that is. But so you're the mastermind behind the project. Like why don't you tell us sort of how this band came
3: about? It came about during the pandemic. Um Integrity I was playing Integrity for many years and we had just got done doing Australia right before literally like as the pandemic was starting. We were seeing all kinds of stuff, like people being quarantined on the on the flight, where you're like, What is going on? You know, it was like real real wild. Very, very uh frightening and just, you know, confusing, just like weird. And uh, you know, and then boom, next thing you know, we were all locked in our houses for a really long time with nothing to do. I decided I would start writing songs and you know, when I write for integrity or pulling teeth or whatever other band I would do, it was always like I would just write a bunch of mini songs like out of the riffs, like the one riff is his own little song and then I would just, you know find the ones that work well together and kind of put the songs together that way. Did you
1: say pulling teeth? You were in pulling Teeth as well?
3: Yeah. Oh, shit. Damn, dude. <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just heard I heard okay. that go by. And then, uh, you know, I was like uh, trying to write songs from top to bottom, which is something I normally don't do. I usually just write a bunch of parts, and then eventually they kind of get cobbled together into something cool. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, it started happening, and I started being like, all right, what am I going to do with all these songs? They're not really Integrity songs. I'm just going to send them to my friends who are probably also bored. Right. And, you know, not we started just making songs. The like I had a bunch of different songs that went to different people. And the idea was I was just going to make a mixtape, like dub mixtapes and send them to all my friends. You know, <laughs> that would be cool, you know. And then I sent my score, the one song we did. Uh, it was called House of Thieves, which is also on the album. Yeah. And we were just worshipping Best Wishes from Chromex at the time. We were like that Chromex record had just come out in the beginning. We were both like, man, I wish this sounded more like Best Wishes, you know? Right, <laughs> right, right. Like, oh, we should write a song that sounds like Best Wishes. Like, you know, kind of like, I was like writing things that I wish, I'm not ashamed of where my influence is on my sleeve. I was like, just this is what I wish it would sound like, or like what I would like for it to sound like. And yeah. kind of where we went with that. And it worked out really cool. So we just kept going. And before you know it, we had a whole album written. So it was time to do it.
1: Yeah. no, and That's kind of how the band. now when did you um because i got that two song demo cassette thing because of the cold is life like because you were on that label i was like well this is worth checking out and then i heard it and was like oh shit so how did that get on there and then because it took you like what two years to
3: get the album out yeah what happened was that the two songs were finished first and then i kind of just uh i was really you know all the bands there's, there's there's like four or five other bands yeah, like completely yeah. done. And, uh, you know, each record takes really long. It takes like a couple of years cause you know, I work full time. I got three kids and I got all other things going on. It's like, I can't really be like take a big chunk out of my life and just knock it out. I kind of have to work it at a piecemeal, you know? Gotcha. So I did two songs and just show just to show people, you know, and like hopefully get people interested in it. And, uh, that's how that came about. You know, we kind of did those two songs. They're different than the ones on the album. Those ones are just me and, and, uh, and Jarvis and, and Mike and then Artie's on it, but we didn't have Sebastian in the band yet. They weren't really the final versions. It was just oh, it sounds, you know, to show everybody. it sounds
1: totally um, totally different compared to streaming the new one anyway.
3: Yeah, the solos are different. It's yeah. just little nerd stuff. But yeah, and then, you know, we just uh, Relapse heard it, and they liked it. And I was able to, you know, graciously accept their offer to put it out, which made my life a hell of a lot easier, because just pushing that little tape was like, you know, Hey, maybe I got some time. Like, you know, just trying to catch up with you guys. You know, it's really about finding yeah. And then randomly you gotta... to do something. Launching a record in that circumstance is a lot harder. So I'm like, I was really glad they were able to help me out with this and get it, get it everywhere. Everyone seems to be hearing it and enjoying it, which is really, really cool.
0: Did you pitch the tape to Relapse originally, or did they just out of the blue hear it and get a hold of you?
3: No, I sent the tape. I sent the tape to, like, all my friends and just were like, you know, just with no intention other than just really check it out. What do you think? Right. You know, they liked it, and I'm like, we have, I have a whole record that's like done. The drums are all done, all the really <laughs> guitars are done. Like it's kind of like I just got to finish solos and vocals, and it's done. And they were, you know, we like just couple. kept in touch about it as it progressed. And by the time the the Decibel Flexi came out, they were all in. You know, they're like, let's do this, and uh, we did it. And you know, here we are, like a couple of years later from when we started, and it's all done. It's all bagged up, and it looks and sounds exactly the way I hoped it would. So it's it's really really cool. There's not like a a single disappointment. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, maybe there's a typo I haven't seen, but i checked a thousand times. I
1: think I think we're good. <laughs> yeah, I've I love the, the fucking sound of it, man. It's like, it's fucking uh, evil sounding, you know?
3: Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's,
1: That's why like it's a... cool to the grocery shop and listen to it, dude. <laughs> Just want to fucking get out of there. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. You
3: know, I do the same thing when I'm at the grocery shop. I yeah, always go and out the grass. I'm always like, you know, it's like Tough Guy Makes 2000 if I'm cutting the grass. I don't want my wife to know what I'm listening to. I like, embarrassed. Yeah it makes the cut when i'm cutting grass you know so so i feel i feel it
0: yeah the artwork of the album i loved like i think it really fit the sound to it and just the whole lore of what it looks yeah, like yeah. and i don't know i've streamed it probably eight or nine times now like it's uh yeah it's because it's short oh, like i was listening to it this morning at the gym and then i've been like posting it on our Instagram and then the last episode that we just did we talked a little bit about it in there too and I've just been telling people like check the record out and especially like if you're a fan of All Out War like obviously Mike's vocal style is very similar to All Out War so I'm like if you're a fan of All Out War definitely check this out it's like Vocally the same, but it's got a completely different guitar tone and everything to it, which I I think think is way really cool.
3: Awesome, thanks. I appreciate it. I mean, All of War is its own animal, you know. It's like that last record was totally like you know, Wattane and Darkthrone, yeah, yeah, uh, Celestial Rot. I can't ever, so they're kind of like on their own trip, they're doing a different thing, but you know, End Rain definitely is influenced by All of War. They're one of my all time favorites, you know,
1: yeah, us too, man. We love this fucking band.
3: The the, the the Holy Four four Corners of Integrity, Ringworm, All Out, War, and like Marauder. It was like, it's like the Bible, you know? For like yeah, yeah that for kind sure. of stuff. And then the other elements that came in the mix and, and made it what it was, you know? Integrity is cool. another I'll band, listen. dude, I've
1: been listening to forever. It's so fucking crazy. Yeah, that yeah. They, exactly. You know, they took that long break and then back together. It's fucking...
3: Integrity will never die. You know no, I mean? dude. It's like, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll live everybody, but it's always like, you know... Whenever it does surface, it's always worth checking out. There's always something really great. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really uh, proud to have had a small, a small role in that that, that little little time that I was in the band. And Definitely. Cool stuff.
0: So, who did
3: the artwork for the album? Yeah, I know it was a woman. Um, the artwork was done by Michelle Edison, I forgot and it. she was the bass player of the band Starkweather. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with them. They're another '90s band,
1: Starkweather. Yeah.
3: Starkweather. Yeah, they're like a real weird, they like kind of a. Uh, they were Like a fringier band, influenced, big influence on like Converge and Overcast, bands like that, like in the 90s. Yeah, like, kind of like the, the first band to do that singing and real, like chaotic, unpredictable would be a good way to put it, you know? Yep, it's worth checking out. And uh, she was the bass player in that band and she also would do their artwork, so you know, she's been on my radar forever. Plus, That's she's spirally. also coincidentally Mike's wife. Oh, okay, and so you know. Originally the artwork was a poster, it was uh away from voivot's illustration was the artwork and you know, we were moving forward with that. And then I just saw Michelle's painting and I was like, Wow, this is exactly how I feel. Like when I listened to this record and when I wrote these songs, like the music for them, I was like, This is the total vibe I was going for, you know, like life after the end of the world and the world is just kinda regenerating itself. It's perfect. I think it just it found me. You know, I didn't find it. It found me at yeah, the right time. Definitely really, cool. Really cool.
1: I really like all those uh like, tie-ins with, like, all your fucking homeboys and, like, bands from the 90s to to now, like, still influencing records. I think that's just fucking awesome.
3: Yeah, thanks. I mean, that's kind of always been my MO. You know what I mean? I kind of try to bring every, I a trunk of everything I've ever liked behind me at all times. and It's like a toolbox, you know? You go in and you find the stuff that you want, want to use in the recipe, and you, and you kind of throw it together, you know? And more often than not, it works out. So, like,
1: in your lyrics and shit? where do you aside from like the obvious where do you
3: find inspiration
1: oh that's all mike's
3: for i i, I if, if i wrote words it would sound like
1: oh so it be all really, the lyrics were it would, mike
3: yeah i would have okay. like the cadence of like, run the mc or grandmaster Flash song if I, if I was <laughs> gotcha <laughs> gotcha it'd be very articulate and like you well, know like syllable perfect and oh, oh yeah it, Well, could, that makes
1: ask. a lot of sense because i mean it was i'm like it's the same subject matter it's in the same um, and Mike's singing it, so I wasn't really sure. And then you're like, I'm the mastermind. And I'm like, well, fuck, man. Maybe he did everything, you know. Oh,
3: no, no. Just, uh, you know, I put it all together. But uh, fucking lyrics great. are both some, or something, you know. I just leave that to the professionals, you know. Oh, <laughs> right.
1: But if you're trying to show, like, the end of the world or the end of the world after, I definitely, mm-hmm. like, it's either going to, some people think it might sound like Slayer in Hell, or after, I think, we're up to the end of the world, I think it would sound more of an all-out war, end-drain sound, just because it's way heavier, yep. you know?
3: Yeah. I mean, end of the world could, could look a lot of lot of ways for a lot of different people, you know? It could, be, it could be terrible. It could be something real, like, just, like... <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it could be, noise, be like, you know?
1: Ricky Martin or something, or, like, um, the Dixie <laughs> Chicks naked on poles singing <laughs> uh, whatever <laughs> hit
0: they had. That's <laughs> uh, a... <laughs> So is the...
3: That was all about perspective. You know, like <laughs> perspective.
0: Is the physical copy of the record already out or is it a pre-order still? Yeah, yeah,
3: actually. It came out, it came out Friday. So, oh, um, it came out. People started getting them last okay. week.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah,
3: yeah people started right getting now. them as we were getting them. So I'm still waiting. My score was like, I haven't seen uh, <laughs> them. That's, that's funny. When you got yeah. in today or, or
0: Saturday. Yeah, I'm going to be ordering. I have wholesale setup with relapse, so I'm ordering some right now.
3: Oh awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah. Please. It's
0: all oh, yeah, a good I word. Do.
3: Anyone that'll care.
0: So what's the um future look like? Yeah, I was gonna ask do you I know it's uh, new and fresh, but you guys have any plan to tour as End Rain or is it kinda up in the air still?
3: It's tough because we uh, uh Adam Jarvis, the drummer is in like every band ever. He's in the Pig Destroyer, he's in the Misery Index. He's in lock-up. He's, like, always on tour with somebody, you know, so he's always busy. Yeah. And then Sebastian's exhumed and, and, and annoys him, so he's always gone. Then Mike is in all war and he's, he's teaching. And then, you know, I have a, a career outside of music that consumes most of my time and three kids, so I'm not really available. And then Artie's, like, the most mysterious of all. No one knows what he's doing, but he's <laughs> impossible.
0: And, it, you so, know, that so you seems know, we, to be the, like, the way it. it's
3: going. But, a lot of like Let's music. only do it if it's of us. Let's not, like, scab it out. So it's, like, you know. If it works out and all five of us can, can be in the same place at the same time, then I would love to. I'm hoping definitely uh, coming back on my guitar playing again to make sure if it does happen, i so suck and embarrass myself. You know, I, Dude, I,
1: I would so, love to see this shit live. So you said yeah, like so. you have another career. What's that entail? You yeah,
3: I work in uh, stormwater management engineering. Okay. It's not very exciting. Kind of like, you know, if it rains, we make sure the rain goes where it's supposed to go, that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: You and, test water samples, shit like that.
3: That's another department, but I oh. mean it's all connected. Yeah, we're like more into the just the routing, where you know, make sure it goes where it needs to go. It doesn't flood the road, doesn't create any sort of oh, safety right issues. Right on,
1: right on. What about um, your kids? How? What are their ages?
3: Um, those guys this year are 13, 11, and nine. So a little, yeah. little younger See? than mine. Oh yeah, how about you?
1: I have a sixteen-year-old and Ryan would hold your son. Almost thirteen. Almost thirteen.
3: Yeah, we nice. we're. Music obsessed dads as well. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, that's what it's all about, you know. For me, I was like, you know, all the young people have all those cool bands for young people that, that they like, and it's cool. But you know, yeah. And you know, when you're young, you want to see, you want to see like your peers up there. So Definitely. I kind of created something that's for my peers. Just <laughs> want to see like other dads and other, you know, older dudes like you know, just still doing their thing and still doing it pretty okay. You know, it's like that's it's another like thing though that
1: was really cool about and I think Ryan pointed it out, was like we were looking at a picture of you guys, and he was like, man, a couple of these dudes look pretty old. And I look, and I'm like, <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. They, You know, like, because I'm a 38, so it's like. Uh, you're some
3: babies. you're in the 30s? Yeah, oh. <laughs> I'm
1: still good, but like for a hardcore kid, man, I'm fucking ancient, so I, I see, know. Uh, you know, so it's like that's another appeal, though, to be like, fuck yeah, dude, there's still people that are, you know, writing music. Making good music for, for, yeah, for like
3: archives people, if you will. It's like, you know, there's a lot of ages towards older people because it's a young person's world when it comes to music, but it's also, you know, I think there's something out there for everybody. You just got to find it. And like, it's what you, it's all about what you connect with. And I think, you know.
0: Yeah. I feel like the the touring side of things is the young side and then like yeah. you can still make music and put it out. You just might not be able to do a whole West Coast tour every three months or something.
3: Yeah, I would agree with that. That's kinda of like where I'm at. You know, that's where most of us are at. Mike Score manages to get out there a lot still. But uh with me it's just you know, it's just not possible. It's yeah, I seen not them playing with like
0: mortician and stuff not that long ago.
3: Yeah, New Jersey, you know, and that's like, you know, a few hours for me, but I'm still like, man, that's, that's, that's a few, hours. you would be like, it's a few hours, but then you're also like, man, it's a few hours, you know? yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, you don't want to make that drive. It's just too much. Cause then there's a drive back. Oh, yeah, no,
0: definitely, man.
3: Typically talk about going to
1: shows and like,
0: we got to drive like three, four hours usually for any half-ass decent show from where we're at.
3: Oh, right on. I mean, Detroit seems to be doing amazing right now. I know. Yep.
0: We're about yeah. four hours north of Detroit.
3: Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, dude. There's
0: a I've made that drive there up. and back the same night many times. Oh yeah, fuck that. I don't do that anymore. I won't do it anymore. But
1: I've I done. A, it. I stay at somebody's house or get a fucking room.
3: Yeah, I, used, I was telling my kids about how, like, you know, we would like play and then drive all night and go to work the next morning. Yeah, you know, like nothing. i just like, yeah I need like days to recover. Even from like, <laughs> yeah. I stay up past eleven. You know, you <laughs> like, just pull up
0: stuff. at work and sleep in the parking lot <laughs> and like walk right in. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, go we've on. been there and did it. You know?
3: it's like yeah. we, we got to experience. It. Aside from
0: um, and Rain, you run A389 Records as well?
3: Yep, that's correct.
0: How did you start your own label? Like, I, I don't remember how long the label itself
3: has actually been around. It was back in 2004, I was in a band called Slumlords. And uh, Slumlords was kind of blessed with the opportunity to be one of the first bands that didn't have to tour because we were also old dudes. I yeah. was younger back then, but the other dudes in the band were kind of old. It was Jeff from Breakdown, Scott from Stout and stuff. So, you know, like touring was really not in the cards. And we were like one of the first bands that was able to just kind of play the fest circuit and, and leave it at that. So I started 8389 as an opportunity to help out, like, you know. I think I always looked out for the older dudes because it was kind of a thing where I'm like, all right, the older dudes, I can't go out and get, get out there right now. At least we can get the record out there and hear these cool bands.
1: Fuck, and much kind appreciated, of, you
3: know, man. I don't think we I would have ever it was, seen it was those Gold's Life price, presses. Yeah, like all his life is like you know, obviously way higher up the ladder. But when it, this was like when Wisdom is Changed was just starting out. It was not just a brand new band. There was like a Baltimore band called Bring It On. It was just like you know, just trying to get everyday dollars, which was like a killing time, dark side NYC side project. And I was just like trying to push all that stuff out. And then when uh, Slumlords broke up, it became uh, focus became pulling teeth. Came all about that's always been the style I championed. That was like like that metallic. Yeah. Down. so you know, then that's when yeah, the label pulling kind teeth
1: of is fucking awesome, man.
3: I oh, like thanks. that band was, as
1: well. Like fucking that's when you said that earlier, I'm
3: like, wait a minute, and put that I together. We played uh I think it was Detroit proper. It was a skate shop up there.
1: Oh yeah. It was I saw with- Earth Crisis play their like twenty fifth anniversary or twentieth anniversary of destroy the machines or something. It was fucking crazy. Oh, wow. It was weird. Again, we old people.
3: He was like in that band Tyrant and uh yep remember because he was the nicest guy and like a super gracious host but we were, we were kind of scared i'm not gonna lie man it's <laughs> just like this was,
2: it's
3: intimidating uh intimidating presence you know we're just like, oh man Troy's intense you know, we're just like nerds you know
1: yeah 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 for sure
3: I, ca- for I could see i
1: think i think a lot of people have a like a misconception of it
0: really i mean no, for is, sure like yeah. it definitely is tough but it is also like
3: very wholehearted
0: Especially, Absolutely. especially, you know, especially so in, in the hardcore probably, community.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know, I say in in part jest. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah was, <laughs> But you know, yeah. But then you think a, about
1: the bad boys in the '80s. I'm not. I'm not talking about that. That shit would be crazy.
3: Yeah. No. I mean, I was had special, a special play. You know, it's like, Yeah, it's Polo crazy life. nuts. Well Life and Earthmover have always been like two of my favorites from there. You know, oh, so definitely. It like, uh, definitely, I always have some. Uh, and you know, Hate Ink is great.
1: Shit, we had we've had Hate Ink oh, wow, play up here. So cool. Tyrant um well, walls of jericho played up here a long time ago when they just had like their first album out on like yeah. Jeanette. that was pretty cool
3: beast is one of those dudes which is like he's like the scariest dude ever and then when you talk to him he's like the nicest guy ever but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was interrogated by colombo every time i talked to him it was like the way he asks he asks questions and he carries a conversation <laughs> is very like interrogated <laughs> like I've yeah, never had a
1: that long of a conversation with them except for like that was that was sweet dude thanks,
0: you know. Who are you guys talking about? Yeah, he's the best. Mike Hasty. Uh, oh Mike Hath. yeah. I've never so, talked to him this for is more than my like a second. He's a he's great. I think he does real estate or something. Now. Yeah, he
1: does. Yep. You know, I saw him trying to sell well, like Mike Hasty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was trying to sell a house like Palm Tree. There's like stuff there was things in there that are not in Michigan and I'm like He's in wonder- Florida. Yeah, I'm like night I see he's in Florida, exactly. Right now, yeah, fucking Michigan palm trees. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, what's <laughs> going on here? Yeah. I know it's Garden City, but, like, come on now.
0: That's anyway. funny. <laughs> so are you guys putting out the Dogs of War that's coming up, or is that a different label? That's doing Oh, that?
3: we got, uh, for A3 and I, it's very, 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 very part-time. And um, next up is Dying Reed. Do you ever get into those guys? They were from, like, Troy, yeah. USC, New yeah. York. Hard as fuck. It's like you like uh, hundred demons and marauder. Oh yeah, dude. Then D- dying breed is right up there. Hate breed, you know, like in their prime. And uh, that bang gods hate is actually named after a dying breed song. If that gives you, you know, an indication of what they sound like, it's like just fucking.
1: Oh yeah, dude. We listen to dying breed. We know what's up. That's fucking crazy that you're even yeah. like. It's cool how like you're saying you're kind of like getting bigger and bigger, you know. But you get to do it at your own pace, you know. It's fucking gnarly.
3: Yeah. just that's actually gonna come out this week and then people can order it. It's fucking it's never been on vinyl and it's like it's been remastered, it sounds huge and it's got all this cool shit in it. It's like I'm really excited to put that one out. And then right on. The declination after that. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah, we're definitely gonna be pre ordering that. Awesome. Has it?
0: What? No, that doesn't like, come up yet. Has it? No.
3: Okay. I was like, I'm pretty sure oh, i no, am like, right. not watching. are not going to hear about declination until like September. So okay. like, you
0: know. Yeah, that seems to be lovely. like the the month pattern. You know, like September was yeah. the last couple releases, I think, or at least the pre-order. Yeah, because
3: I usually get one or two out a year, and then like that's the like, you know that's the pace I'm comfortable with.
1: Yeah. And How even long the merch, of a school too? Sorry, man.
0: Oh, you're good. How long of a wait time do you typically have when you're pressing up records? Dude, it's like uh,
3: the Dying Breed. I sent the, I sent Dying Breed to the plant in like 2021. Holy shit. <laughs> Which, uh, but uh, it's back to normal now. Dying Breed was like one of those last weird anomalies that fell like in that, you know, old timeline. So I had to pay for it up front. And it's a double LP with a huge poster. It wasn't cheap. And then forget about that money for like two years, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so I had to see it again, see the money again, put it into something else, you know? put it into the declination, honestly, that's where it's going, just roll over into that and uh, keep things moving, you know? But, geez, for a while, it took a year or two to get things moving, and now it's, like, back to, like, being a few months. So, thankfully, declination will be out before the end of the year.
1: Yeah, that uh, that pleases us, dude. Good looking out on that.
3: Yeah, thank you. I'm excited, too. I think anyone that, that likes the band is going to be stoked. Where What company do
0: you use for pressing? I know a lot of people use, like, Pirates Press and shit.
3: I use A to Z, which is like the East Coast equivalent of Pirates Press. They were based out of New York. Okay. I've heard them toss for years around. To it. They're great. They both use the same company in Europe to press the records called Cheesy Media. But, you know, it's a, it becomes a logistics thing where it's like if you're on the West Coast, it makes sense to use Pirates because Pirates is on the West Coast. Gotcha. Yeah. You have to ship. And A to Z is in New York, so you only ship from New York. I don't funny. Now, now that get... I
1: think about that, it's... if you think about it, you notice that. Now, I'm going to notice it like every time I look at something now. What? like pirate and then be like, Oh, they're from the West Coast. They're oh, from the East yeah, Coast. Yeah.
3: Yeah. We nerd it's out It's kinda like that. that it's just like, you know when you're talking about like a pallet or two or three of records, it adds up quick. You know Fuck, what I mean? I bet. It's not like it's not like fifty dollars. So you're talking like, you know, thousands, so it's definitely worth it to, to stay on your coast and try to try to make things happen that way.
0: Yeah, no, I know a few people that run their own labels and the just the shipping alone and having to put all the money up front is I mean scary? Well, yeah, it's nerve-wracking and also like you got to you know that you can't just get that back right away in most circumstances.
3: Yeah. Or at all, you know what I mean? It's kind yeah, of a or at all. I mean, you I'm might, lucky that now- break even or below. Yeah, nowadays it's a real like, specialized what I do, so I know there's an audience for it, but back in like 2010s, I don't know, what do you call it? Like, you know how you call it the 90s or the 2000s and it's the aughts? Do you call it the 2010s? Like I, don't the 10s? Really, I, don't I don't know, know, I, don't know. I just say 2010.
0: Like,
3: yeah, but in that era, it was like, I was able to try a lot of things and put a lot of bands out because it was still decent to put records out, there's a lot of interest, people wanted to hear new things. But since the internet is just so quick, you can't keep up with it. It's just like, man, breaking a new band, even trying to break my own band when I did the N-Rain cassette,
2: it's yeah. a lot
3: of work you post about it and that post is gone the next day it's like under 300 other posts you know (laughs) and it's just like what do
0: you do it's a a constant battle because there's always something being spammed across social media that's why it's hard for any band any creator podcast whatever to get your shit out there because it's buried in millions and millions of other things which is part of the reason we wanted
1: to do this podcast to shine light on bands that we like that nor, like that would get possibly lost in all the bullshit, you
3: know. That's awesome, man. It's much appreciated. I know anything that's like a labor law, just especially you know when you're older like us, it's like it's not you don't. It's not like the time is at your fingertips, you know. What I mean, you really have to make the time to do it. Yeah. And And uh, my hats always off to anyone that makes the time to do it. Cause it's not easy.
0: And we thought that hard it taking place in the back of a record store was a little extra cool factor to it.
3: Very on, brand. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Plus, it gives me a chance to be you guys like... Don't have like the, what's that? I was going to say, you guys don't have the like you know the ner- nerdy record store persona that I would expect. Uh, you know, yeah. broadcasting at the back of <laughs> the record store. You guys are- <laughs> I mean, we're not like
0: uh, like comic book guy from The Simpsons or anything. Yeah, but, you
3: know, oh, yeah. that's exactly. No, <laughs>
0: you know. I- no, we just uh, are both like big collectors of music and just big advocates of music in general and i'm always telling people about bands one way or another jeremy's doing the same or we're talking together about them so we just started this and started recording it and surprisingly people listened
3: that's killer it's awesome
1: yeah and I, you know and we yeah. get to talk to fucking cool people you know and yeah, we just do it
0: because we want to
3: interview bands we
0: like <laughs> yeah like, what was you, how'd you do
1: that it's you
3: yeah yeah. that's, just, I, that's the reason why i put records out or why i make records you know it's just i want to do things that i want I want it to happen, you know? It's just kind of it. It's always been the attitude. So you've been doing,
0: I mean, you've been playing for quite a while now, like through your numerous resume, lengthy resume of bands that you have.
3: Oh, yeah. I started in the early 90s and haven't really stopped, you know?
0: How old are it's you? never been a
3: thing about being that popular or like, legendary groundbreaking scenario, like I said, it's about doing what I want to do until I don't want to do it anymore. And then I just find the next thing I want to do, but it's always been in the music lane, you know, it's always been like, I'm going to do this kind of band next. Until oh I yeah, get Always music related. Yeah. It's always just like, you know, what, what idea I have at the time.
1: So when did you start playing guitar?
3: Was it like at a young age? Uh, or... Yeah, I was in sixth grade. I heard ACDC when I was in sixth grade. Oh, you're like 12 years and old. And that would have, yeah, it would have been like in the early 1990s late 80s I'm trying to remember exactly I saw Iron Maiden when I was 13 that was 91 so yeah, oh, it, you know daddy. like early, early early 90s you know and I just loved it I heard that and I, like I heard Back in Black and I was like holy shit that's like the coolest thing ever <laughs> yeah. you know and it was like just like the hugest riff and like the Gibson SG I was swooned you know and oh, then, yeah. that's what I wanted to do from there on and that's that's all I ever did you know I was never like uh, in a sports I was never in a whatever I just wanted to make songs and play guitar you know that's at fucking, my own, that's at my dope. own pace at my own speed level yeah. you know what was the first band you started as a kid oh my god it's, uh it was before we can actually play it was like it's in sixth grade i think when i just said just got a guitar
0: yeah well it, it might ha- have been either called be the dream assassins can play. <laughs>
3: the dream assassins dream assassins Oh my God! Dream assassins came from an episode of Who's the Boss, where like Tony Danza gets mad at Angela and he calls her like a dream assassin. We were big on. <laughs> oh,
0: that's fucking uh, sick. Dude. Dude, I was gonna guess fucking
3: Freddy Krueger. Like Angelo, you're a dream assassin. No, it's like it's was, it was, it was Tony Danza, man. Fuck
0: yeah, dude.
3: Like most of me and my friends back then were raised by TVs. Our parents would leave the TV on and just fucking leave us there all day. Yeah. 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 If I
1: wasn't doing a like a musical thing, I'd definitely be doing a like a movie thing you know
3: raised by the television yeah i mean it's crazy nowadays you know my kids are always wanted i always got to find ways around it but they always want to get on their device whether it's like to yeah, play so roblox it's or a crazy
1: world things. dude with kids man i think
3: yeah and i'm just like man but my wife would be like when we were kids it was like that was tv and i'm like i know i know you're not wrong but i feel like we can do better than like our parents did in that exactly. aspect and not just like let it completely consume every like you know waking moment so i literally was watching garbage i had no business watching like it's without like, watching matt i don't care about mash you know what i mean but like it was like that whole like drought where you're like i don't want to go to cped i'm gonna see what else is on and you just end up watching all kinds of weird shit yeah, that you yeah, yeah. Watch. You're definitely i think they have a huge rep- repertoire of like obscure television from the 70s and 80s that was like my babysitter growing up that's like it's ingrained in your psyche you know you remember like, it's weird and wild yeah fuck
0: yeah that's like the majority of family guys writing is fucking making fun of 70s and 80s sitcoms and shit
3: yeah Oh, man. I remember we were, uh, that, have you ever seen the one with, uh, uh, with Surfing Bird? Where, he, like, he gets the Surfing Bird record and he keeps listening <laughs> to it over and over again? Yeah,
0: the Trashman record. <laughs>
3: and yeah, yeah, Peter's voice sounds exactly like the Trashman, oh, so it's just yeah, really, really funny. It's and three, they've,
0: like, brought it back, every two like, seconds, two or three times, uh, just randomly, too. And I can't remember, nice. was, was it the same episode where, like, Stewie and Brian go out like Boys in the Hood style with a baseball bat to like smash the record and shit. And they have like a Beastie uh, voice.
3: Yeah. They have like a Beastie Boys breakdown. Was, like, we watched it in a hotel and it was like really funny. And my kids were really young at the time. And they were cracking up. And I'm like, oh, this will be funny. You know, we watched it on a DVD like years later. And it was like just every other word was a swear word. It was like, oh, jeez. You know? <laughs> yeah,
0: Those early seasons uncut. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the cool. first time, like, my kid got into that stuff. Yeah, something else. So since you've been playing music for so long, like, have you, you've done some international tours, and in, I'm assuming by now?
1: Oh, yeah, like you said,
0: you oh, got back from
3: Australia, right? I got to go to Australia, with with was Integrity, yeah. uh, Japan, and Pulling Teeth, and uh, Europe a bunch of times, you know what I mean? So thankfully, I'm grateful I've gotten to travel a lot just from being with stupid fans, you know? Yeah. That's the one thing I do have to show for it. It's definitely not money or like any, any sort of stature, but it's like getting to go cool places, you know. I've definitely been asking that
0: a lot of people this lately because it seems international touring is there's just more of it than uh, stateside. But do you think that like your music
3: was better received overseas than it was here? It depended on the band. Pulling Teeth did really good. When pulling Teeth is you know during its time whenever we played it was good integrity shows same integrity shows i like the integrity shows better in the u.s honestly i always thought the u.s people always like you know i think once you get over the uh the weirdness that you're somewhere else and it might look different and the people look different and it's like you know it's a different feels different you know and you're judging the show on its merit i think the u.s still has like the best shit you know like my favorite show memories are usually shows in the u.s some legendary ones overseas for sure but right i think if you're you're, cards i think most, you know, my t- if I had a top 10, a lot of them would be U.S. shows, for sure. That's cool, and though. Yeah, was good but, I mean, like, you know, Japan was sick. I mean, like, stuff like that was, like, a total culture shock. It, it seems amazing. to me that
1: Japan, like, just from the outside, like, uh, Japan, like, adores American metal shit.
0: Oh, There's, like, a huge yeah, hardcore would,
1: scene. In yeah, it. yeah, there's a big it's, hardcore it's scene there, and, like, you know, seeing, like, a uh, band like H2O play there And there's like a hundred thousand people You're like what? Crazy man They have like a
3: wild thing Where they can like just do any style better than we can Like they're bands and musicians yeah, Oh just, yeah But uh, yeah I love it And like Australia honestly was real neat Because it was kind of just like a weird America You know what I mean It was just like kind of like Didn't look or feel much different being over there Except that we traveled really far You know that's a long I, was even, I thought the water goes the wrong way And all that stuff that you see on The Simpsons Remember Oh the yeah part? Everything's upside down. That's the first thing I did when I got there. It was, it was a <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, I think I get all like, you know, teary eyed, but this is, this has always been my favorite place for shows. i was always love playing shows in the States for sure. Yeah, that's cool.
0: I've never gotten to travel outside of America. I've just been to Toronto. I don't like planes that much, so kind of hard.
3: That's some of motherland. That's where I'm from.
0: Yeah,
1: that's what you said earlier. We went there uh, when I was in sixth grade. Like as a on a field trip to see the Phantom of the Opera, it was pretty cool.
3: There was an era where Paul Stanley from Kiss was the Phantom in the Toronto in the Toronto run. He was a uh, the Phantom for a year. He did like a whole like a, a whole stretch. I don't. Oh, shit, I, I want to say that. I
1: don't think so, but I honestly, that's the first time I've ever heard that. That's a good piece of information.
3: Yeah, yeah put, I think you can look on YouTube and look up like some of the sets and listen to them. It's pretty neat. You yeah. know. Oh yeah,
1: no that I remember that
3: show. I mean, that was an amazing, oh, yeah.
1: totally different thing than what
3: we're talking about, obviously, but anyway. I mean, it was the same show. It was just Paul Stanley was wearing the Phantom makeup. He wouldn't. It wasn't, like, featuring Paul Stanley from Kiss, and, like, you know, Gene Simmons was in there. Oh, okay. Very, so it's like... it's. No, he was just
1: using the Broadway role,
3: like, just as... Yeah. Awesome. Completely low-key, just doing the part, you know?
1: Now I got to fucking look that shit up later and see
3: if I was there or not. Yeah, it's a must for Kiss, Kiss fans. It's trivia, for sure.
1: Oh, we're going to have to... We got a buddy, Steve, that's a mongo oh, Kiss fan. Because he was like a kid when they were huge. And nice. um, I think now we have something over him that we can mess with him. So thanks.
3: Yeah, yeah. My
1: pleasure. <laughs> it's like nothing like burning a Kiss fan, dude. Yeah.
0: So back to the album. Um, was there, I don't remember if you said this earlier, but I know I didn't ask this. Was there any bands or music in particular you were listening to that kind of helped shape
3: the sound of the album? Yeah, it was a big five, Besides from like the, the four metalcore gods I had mentioned before when it was Integrity, Ringworm, Marauder, and All uh, Out War. The big five that was, uh, I listened to like incessantly when making it was Metallica Master Puppets, Amoebix, Monolith, Chromax Best Wishes, uh, Dawkin, Beast from the East, the live record. <laughs> that, that's an interesting that twist. Is,
1: yeah, that's a very crazy twist. Yeah, because, you know, they have all like the really
3: like sinister riffs, you know? Was, yeah, like, oh, yeah uh,
1: no, it, it, uh, makes sense actually with the solos and shit
3: yeah and more honestly more so is the, the riffs like uh the talking riffs are very like you know real sinister sounding the solos are all good but like i, mean, I was like what's up you know yeah i'm gonna have to and go back bath
0: and listen to me. that
3: bath three under the sign of the black mark was the other one. these were really, like oh, records i just like you know i just get obsessed over and like spend a lot of time dissecting and being like oh this is what i really like it's like what i mentioned before you want to like write the record your version of what you're listening to and what you like you know what makes it cool
0: yeah it's your interpretation of
3: yeah exactly exactly that's a better, way better way to put it thanks
0: that's a cool melting pot of artists though like especially the dock and twist <laughs> yeah, I, can, yeah, it's awesome. I mean the rest like you can kind of weave together but docking like really
3: stands out if you listen to the last integrity song i did with them uh all death is mine you can totally see where things are starting to go that way. Like the wrists are totally like you know could be on a docking or similar band Rat record. You know, what I mean it's very or, or eighty three Aussie yeah. stuff like *Park the Moon* or *Ultimate Sin*. It's just kind of cool. You know, it's kind of it's just where the it's always like my writing goes somewhere as far as music goes, and then the band I find the band that I want to use it for. But it's always like a, a constant journey, just goes through different hills and valleys. You know, yeah, whatever time that I feel like doing.
0: I appreciate that instead of just like the same band coming out with some ridiculously off the wall record that doesn't sound like them at all.
3: Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know? Like when, like, uh,
0: a... like when Morbid Angel did that industrial album. You're oh like,
3: my God. <laughs> you're like, Oh, what the fuck is this? This
0: is not Morbid Angel.
3: And Metallica did Lulu. And I was like, I managed to go through my whole life. Never hearing Lulu. Yep,
0: oh, I've never heard and it. Then my friend I've
3: said, never even bothered was like, listening the...
0: to it. Oh, you
3: have to. It, no, like, like, I've heard like
0: thought... a song, and I was just like, no, no fucking way. I'm good.
1: I literally only saw a clip and was like, I like Lou Reed. I dig some Metallica, but that together is not peanut butter and jelly, dude.
3: <laughs> it really sounds like two different records playing at the same time. which <laughs> <It's> just <like laughs> kind of wild. But somebody okayed it. That's the you best do. part. You listen, right. It. You're like, wow. Somebody was like, oh, well, I can make some
0: money off this. Well, they probably yeah. assume since it was, like, two giant names, we were like, yeah, yeah, people will buy this, but at least, like, have the decency. If you know you're going to exploit your own name just for profit, have the decency to make it something
3: fucking good. <laughs> like, it could be, also, though. It also kind of took balls to be like, I'm going to make, like, you know, the, give no, the giving of no fucks record of all time. <laughs> all mean, right, right, totally and like, it's yeah. kind
1: of like if, like, let's say, I mean, I don't know, but let's say I'm James Hetfield and – lou reed is like do you want to do this or you have the opportunity to work with them no matter what you're probably gonna do it mm. you know yeah it's uh,
0: i don't know I don't, they they're, those, just, they're those they type of guys like, Lars is like that dude yeah i know i get it but <laughs>
3: it's just yeah that Moral angel record's another one that comes into play where i'm just like ooh, you know it's just like
0: yeah or even the latest converge album or i mean i could go on and on there's
3: so My favorite point of reference, and that would always give me a soft spot, was the Warzone Metal album. Remember the like the, the Warzone Metal album with the bullet, the letters on the front. Have you ever heard that one? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like most people know, don't forget the struggle and open your eyes. And then that one came out. It sounds like the Beastie Boys, but like not good. <laughs> it's yeah. like really, it's like everything that could be bad happens. It was just like, but you know, you gotta like admire the process. You're like, well, somebody like saw this through. Not only like they think, you know. Hey, right, they this, idea. Oh, they, this is a great they idea saw through to the end, and I'll oh. always respect that, you know what I mean? Like,
1: bad religion <laughs> into the unknown that's another one. Oh, cool. yeah, yeah.
0: I was just reading that uh, fucking Wayne Kramer did like some studio sessions for bad religion. That's oh, cool. wow, that's cool on Fuck Stranger
3: that. Than Fiction, really? Yeah, I like bad religion. I wish I could have more to comment, but like, I don't know, something about bad religion always hurt me. The boy, I don't know if it's the vocals the harmony, the one harmony that they often resort to, like when they're doing it. It's yeah.
0: Like, no, I, yeah, I could see that.
3: Yeah, I just, just remember
0: like, like being a kid and seeing the Crossbuster and being like, that's a sweet fucking band name. And then I just, great, logo. Uh, yeah. great
3: name. You know, I just, it just wasn't what I, I mean, a lot of people say it about kiss and like, kiss is my favorite band ever. People are like, Oh, it looks like it's gonna be scary and all this and that. And it's not, you know, it's like, right. Like early '80s, if unmasked songs come on, forget about it. It's <laughs> nah, you know it's, it is what it is. But hey, guys, I hate to cut the short, but I actually got a dip because the kids are about to come home, and I got to oh, take yeah. them to Taco and Dip. No, that's
0: cool. But... We were about to uh, start wrapping up, anyways, because I got to get back in the front
3: of the store. Oh yeah, well, it was great meeting you guys and chatting it up. I appreciate, oh yeah, we... man. Yeah,
0: man, we appreciate you taking the time to jump on, and uh, we really enjoy. Are your you guys record.
3: going to that cool design show in Detroit? I uh, October I am. one
0: yeah i mean i already got my ticket
1: for it and shit
3: oh yeah well maybe we'll i was see supposed to go to tide house.
1: down and like i didn't and like a bunch of shit came up like everything always does and i was like i am not missing this so i'm already fucking going to that shit come hell or high water dude
3: hell yeah yeah it's good. to went for the bucks. so um yeah you know keep in touch maybe we'll link up then
1: oh that'd be fucking dope
0: man all right man cool. sounds good i appreciate it guys
3: have a good day yeah, yeah enjoy the too. rest all of your right.
0: day dude